इट सीम्स दैट एवरी पॉडकास्ट और वीडियो ब्लॉग और एनी ब्लॉग आर्टिकल दीज डेज स्टार्ट विद लिटिल बिट ऑफ सिनिकल एक्नोलेजमेंट ऑफ हाउ बैड ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी हैज बिन बट इफ यू सी इट फ्रॉम माई पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू देन देर हैव बिन सम पॉजिटिव ऑफ दिस ईयर एज वेल आई एम नॉट किडिंग फॉर एग्जाम्पल द लास्ट सिक्स मंथ हैव बिन सच अ ग्रेट टाइम टू नो आर सेल्फ दिस इज द ईयर ऑफ ओवर एक्सपोजर टू सोशल मीडिया एंड मीडिया इन जनरल which has been great for figuring out that how much those in power care about us common folk okay uh, not really good examples i guess uh, my bad don't you guys think that this is a great year to live in the fear of socio economic uncertainty and forget to be spontaneous be yourself kind of crap with political religious and racial tensions rising all around the globe nothing has been so personally relatable ever well bad attempt my bad again i'm sorry but mirzapur is coming back on amazon prime pretty exciting right uh, also kombaya karodpati is back 2020 has been really amazing you know what else is amazing people saying goodbye to the city lights and starting something nice sustainable in villages small towns of india and making the folks living there feel like they matter their contribution is important and their empowerment will benefit the country one such organization is kaipipo india It is an ecotourism travel company based out of Mumbai but their contribution to northeast india has been really incredible this is one of the organizations that i wanted to feature in this podcast since the time i planned to launch it but i was hesitating connecting with them because they are kind of famous and i was wondering if they will agree to this or not but they did so hi guys this is anshul from delhi passenger podcast and i am today with piran the founder of kaipipo india I hope that you guys have subscribed to the podcast on the platform you are listening. And without further ado, please welcome Piran and hear from him. Hi Piran, thanks for joining me and thanks a lot for taking out your time to record this episode. Yeah, my pleasure, Anshul. So let's start talking about your work and what is KPPO India's philosophy is when it comes to responsible travel and. Uh, Uh, everything that is connected to it yeah basically i'll uh, start with the background uh, of how i actually started so that you know it gives a clearer picture about things and perspectives so basically uh, i used to work in the it industry and in 2008 i kind of you know quit my uh, corporate job actually took a sabbatical to volunteer with one ngo in sikkim and uh, with that along with the ngo i was working on a kind of a community tourism project and i liked the work you know i was doing over there so i worked with them for a couple of more months and through that network uh, i met up with some other people who were doing some great work in uh, northeast itself so through one of those contacts i got an opportunity to do some work with the bodo community in assam and kind of you know that was a life changing experience for me because as an outsider we only heard negative things about the bodo community but when i actually went there you know things were very very different people were extremely friendly they were very loving they were very kind to me and they really appreciated that you know somebody from the city had come to kind of help them out and i was mainly working again on a community tourism project and also teaching children uh, computers and english in a school in a local uh, school over there and in this way kind of for uh, roughly around a year i was volunteering with uh, various other ngos in the northeast 
and slowly slowly i started to find about the ground level realities about the northeast and you know also started to know the people and uh, that is when i decided that uh, i should do something for the people over there plus i also had to find a way to kind of sustain myself because i had quit my job and that is how in 2010 i kind of came up with the idea of uh, forming my venture called kppo which had kind of two primary objectives one was to assist the local communities uh, economically through tourism the second objective was to uh, portray northeast in a positive light because that was very equally important to me because uh, you know in media and all people only portray northeast in a very negative way but as i said at the ground level people were extremely friendly they were hospitable they were very welcoming to outsiders and all so i wanted people from mainland india to experience this hospitality and this culture of the people so that is how kind of kppo slowly slowly started that is what my objective has been even after 10 years in operation is that to do tourism in a responsible manner so that uh, you know the culture and the environment of the people is not eradicated or is not spoiled as well as you know the outsiders see the place in a positive light so that is what it has been the whole community thing was uh, the reason that you uh, showed your you found your interest uh, uh, in promoting uh, responsible travel in northeast india uh, was it something else as well yes no it was primarily the fact of my working with different local communities and you know getting to know about them getting to learn about their unique culture getting to learn about you know what the ground level realities were about uh, the place and all which made me uh, get into uh, responsible tourism otherwise in terms of education or anything i don't have any background in that field you have partnered with a lot of homestays in northeast as per the website i was checking so what benefits do you think that modern travel operators will find uh, when they partner with homestays in the region where they are operating uh see this is a little difficult question because uh, for somebody like me who is also a tour operator for me uh, homestay is very integral to my philosophy of my uh, of my venture okay but for a lot of tour operators you know uh, they operate primarily on economics for them that is the governing factor for all their decisions and everything so my uh, view is that you know operators need to look beyond economics when uh, you are looking at homestays because the intent is i think more important than anything else but if you look at primarily just uh, you know kind of uh, benefits which modern travel operators can get from uh, partnering with homestays one is that it will allow them to give wider choices to their clients and the other thing is that it will also give them kind of recognition that you know they are working with local communities and they are trying to portray local communities in a positive light but as i said the important thing is that the operator needs to look at least to a certain extent beyond economics he must genuinely have some interest you know in kind of promoting local communities and promoting the local culture otherwise if you just look at economics then i don't think the relationship will be a deep one and a long lasting one and what i have seen that when in these local communities when tourism uh, comes up and is promoted so the locals also learn new skills 
So, for example, I have worked a lot in Ladakh. So, I see that the places where homestay programs are running, the locals are coming back from Leh and they are working in their village as trek guides, as tour guides, as cooks, as birders, a lot of things. So, this is something that I really like when a travel company or a tour operator partners with a local entity and it helps both of those people grow. Right. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. That is what I'm saying. It's a symbiotic relationship. That is why the operator must look, uh, you know, just beyond economics and beyond getting some kind of a commission and all kind of a thing. So the intent of the operator must be to do, you know, something good at the ground level in terms of, you know, either improving the livelihood options or like, you know, uh, preserving their local culture or their environment kind of a thing. So then, yes, it would be a very beneficial thing to everybody involved, uh, all the stakeholders involved, be it the client, be it the operator and the local communities. So right now, how big is your team? So we are a small company. We are just uh, three people. And uh, then I have uh, kind of uh, part-time guides working with me. So we, what we mainly do is that we partner with a lot of homestays. We have our own good drivers. We have local guides and all. And we mainly uh, partner with all of them. We try and give them some training, make them understand the basics. And uh, we do things on our own. So as a team, as a core team, we are just three people right now. So there is tra uh, training involved from your side when you employ locals as your tour guides, birders and cooks. Exactly. Yes, yes, we give them uh, some basic training programs and all with uh, different NGOs also like, you know, who are giving training programs and through them also we uh, do some training. United Nations today said that tourism industry has lost around two, three twenty billion dollars since March. A lot of small businesses have suffered during this time because uh, March to August is considered the peak season in India as well as a couple of other countries. Uh, I'd like to ask, how has this time been for you and your team and how are you planning to uh, get back in the future in businesses? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it has been a difficult time uh, for everybody in the tourism industry, especially uh, for the Northeast uh, you know, uh, community as such, because we were also badly affected by uh, you know, these uh, political issues of CA, which happened in December. And December is kind of a peak season uh, for Northeast. And at that time, there were a lot of cancellations. So that kind of already, uh, you know, had a big impact. Then we were hoping that, you know, things will pick up in April, May, because the next season for us is kind of uh, April, May. But yes, because of uh, COVID, like, you know, everything had to just shut shop abruptly and it was a very very big hit for everybody uh, in the northeast for homestays for drivers especially local drivers and all were very very badly hit because uh, you know they kind of do not have any other alternative at least you know many of the homestays will be able to survive on some kind of farming and all but uh, drivers like you know they kind of completely rely on uh, tourists and even some local guides and all kind of you know rely generally on tourists so they had been uh, very very badly affected anyways in the northeast like you know uh, kind of the off season for us is like from end of may mid may it starts raining very heavily 
so from uh, that time till beginning october anyway it's off season people generally don't travel in those months because it rains very heavily so we can only hope that you know by the end of the year at least uh, things slowly slowly start up otherwise it's going to be a very difficult time for people who are reliant on the tourism industry yeah like uh, since last 3 4 years the tourism industry was in such a booming phase that a lot of people uh, started uh, their homestays and purchased cars on loans and everything so for them this thing is uh, going to be really difficult yes for those who have liabilities you know in terms of monetary liabilities or whatever yes it is going to be a very difficult time because in places like meghalaya you know people had taken uh, loans and all for homestays certain drivers you know probably have taken loans to get new cars because you know they were seeing an upbeat trend in tourism in northeast india so yes for those people it's been particularly difficult uh, so coming back to the topic uh, we were discussing earlier uh what is the biggest challenge that you face while connecting with locals for skill development are they interested are they not interested like you need to have to convince them yeah it's a mixed bag again uh, you know sometimes uh, people are interested so some people you know do have some kind of an idea of tourism and all so some people show interest but many a times like you know uh, people are very very apprehensive especially when we start with homestays and all in newer villages and all because uh, generally they have no idea about what tourism is and all but like you know even if one or two people show an initial interest and they start seeing tourists coming in then slowly slowly uh, you know the others also open up but initially you can say that yes a lot of people at a village level are reserved you know primarily because they do not have an idea of what tourism is and what it involves but once they start seeing like you know what it is and all then they also slowly slowly open up and kind of uh, join the band absolutely and i have also seen that when one family starts a homestay in a village or any destination many more follow and it is a great way to educate the locals of that place this was really well in places where villages are a little private or are known for being hostile which proves to be just a rumor once tourism starts there how can uh, travelers reduce the negative impact of our travel and help local communities yes i think this is becoming uh, a big issue as more and more people are traveling uh, globally we have to make sure that uh, our impact on climate and on mother earth is as minimal as possible so my recommendation is that as far as possible try to stay with the uh, local communities so use homestays or try and use smaller uh, guest houses don't uh, stay in big hotels luxury hotels and all you know which consume a lot of resources so that is one thing as far as possible try to eat at local eateries and all and eat the local cuisine because you have to eat what is locally grown and sourced rather than you know eating something which comes from 400 500 kilometers away so you know don't always try and want to eat your uh, comfort foods and all try the local cuisine try some local restaurants and all as far as possible reduce your uh, plastic waste while you are traveling carry water bottles avoid uh, you know packaged foods and all so that uh, you know you don't uh, 
junk all your plastic waste and all because all smaller villages and smaller towns and all honestly even if you throw it in the dustbin they do not have uh, a kind of a waste management system at a town level or village level so they will at the end burn that uh, garbage or throw it somewhere else in an open dump apart from this i think tourists and travelers should also respect local rules and regulations to make sure that there is no chance of growing hostility between both parties and yes lastly i would say that uh, learn to respect the local customs and the environment that is very very important when you travel you should always uh, you know respect the local customs the local culture so that uh, you know even uh, the host communities kind of are motivated to conserve their culture so these are some of the points i would say uh, are important in terms of to reduce the negative impact of travel and lastly for a venture like yours that is giving back to the community uh, in form of uh, employment in form of homestays in form of everything the profit margin comes down to some extent so restarting the trips and uh, programs post covid 19 restrictions are lifted so it will be doubly difficult for uh, companies like yours so what do you think is the way forward <laughs> that is a little difficult question initially uh, i feel it will be difficult to uh, you know help out everybody uh, in the community and also uh, because we will start off with smaller numbers and all we will need to prioritize the assistance you know the local communities needs so as i said you know probably if a driver is a little desperate or something so from our profits you know we will try and keep some fun for those kind of people who are really uh, kind of desperate and then slowly slowly you know uh, try and reach out to a wider community at the same time uh, we are also trying to see you know how we can uh, kind of increase our uh, market share you know by uh, improving our brand visibility so that is one more thing the more people that get to know about our venture you know the more people would want to travel with us because we are pretty confident about the work we do and the products we kind of offer to our tourists remember that if you support the travel companies that are giving back to the communities then it will not only be beneficial for the businesses but to many people that are connected with them since a lot of you guys have already started traveling it will really help if you choose a local homestay a local guide or just go to a small dhaba or hotels run by these people obviously they will try to fix their losses once tourists starts coming so it won't make much sense to start bargaining for some petty 100 200 rupees correct thanks a lot piran for joining me it was really interesting it sure, was my pleasure anshu yeah if really... you need anything else even in the future do let me know it was really cool speaking with you uh, you can connect with kaipio india at you can uh... either uh, check us out on our website www.kipepo.kipepo.in or you can look us up on facebook or instagram with the title of kipepo india also don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on the platform you were listening you can connect with me on my social media handles for your suggestions and feedback this was anshul and you were listening daily passenger podcast i will be back with a new episode soon